ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episodes, episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. You can do that in two easy ways. Email us at ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. Or you can tweet to us. Use the diocesan uh, Twitter handle, SFDiocese, hashtag ignition. Again, SFDiocese, hashtag ignition. Uh, Father, we're recording on um, Wednesday, March 25th. Have happy solemnity to you. Happy solemnity to you as well. I am uh, busy today uh, being a glutton, feasting on the solemnity. <laughs> I wonder if we should be a glutton on a feast day. <laughs> I, I agree. You, you, you might be indulging in your sweet tooth or uh, suspending your ascetical practices. That's certainly appropriate, but I don't know if you should be a glutton. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's no, And I'm not either. Now, you can't eat gluten if you're not allergic to it. <laughs> That's, it's a solemnity after all. But you can't be a glutton. No, no. Um, so yeah, we're celebrating. Father, I'm just uh, it, it's <coughs> the uh, when I went to uh, the noon mass at the cathedral today. Father Andrew Young um, <coughs> was was talking about how you know just how almost all almost every year the this solemnity of the Annunciation falls during Lent. Uh, sometimes it falls during Holy Week, and therefore it gets bumped till after Easter week. But that's minutiae we'll get into another time. Um, and very rarely it can uh, fall during Easter week, and then it still gets bumped. Exactly. Right. It still gets bumped. Um, but it's, so it's interesting. You know, we're, we're, as Father mentioned in his homily today, we're nine months from Christmas. <laughs> but as we prepare to go into Holy Week, which is, which is what we're going to be talking about today, it's just interesting, the, the, these little, I don't know, tensions within the liturgical calendar. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's always kind of that... Which, which is okay, because, I mean, we, I mean, in a certain sense, the liturgical calendar is kind of, um, <clears throat> it's, I mean, it's created by the church in a right. sense. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, not, yeah, not divine, and so it, to some degree, it may be a bit arbitrary. There's rationale, but a bit arbitrary nonetheless, so. But uh, again, we're going to talk about Holy Week. Uh, so, Father, this is, <laughs> I was talking with another diocesan staffer a friend this morning about uh, something, and, and, and talk, we were both talking about how we hate to call upon priests during this time of the year because it gets really busy for you guys. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that's okay. I mean, I, I'd rather be busy hearing confessions and celebrating the mysteries of Holy Week than not be busy. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, this is what you got ordained for, right? Yeah, well, it's not busy. It's just full. Full, yeah. I yeah. hate the word busy. I'm sorry. I just hate the word busy. Well, that's well said. Yeah, full, yeah. Because my students use the word busy all the time, and God bless them. <clears throat> I don't think it's that so much that it's busy as much as it is disorganized. Yeah. <laughs> well said. And I think for many of us, not just students, but for many of us in the world, it seems like so often it's almost one of two answers. I'm, I'm ranting. Uh, uh, not even in the topic yet, and I'm ranting. 
But uh, you you touched a sore spot, Dr. Bergwald. Rant away, Father. Um, it seems like so often we either say, what are we? I'm busy or I'm bored. There's no in right. between. Yes. <laughs> I'm busy. How are you doing? I'm bored. Yep. How are you? I'm busy. Yep. Yep. So anyways. Yes. But <clears throat> maybe that's an episode for another time. That's a topic for another episode, yes. So in in past years, Father and I have been doing this for quite a while, I uh, realized recently, um, almost five years. Um, we, we've talked several times, Father, about um, Holy Week as a topic, and, and we've, we've focused on the Triduum, the sacred three days beginning with the Mass of the Lord's Supper, Holy Thursday evening, and going into Easter Sunday. Um, and, and, and maybe we'll get there today, but probably not, because we're going to focus on, on the beginning of Holy Week, um, starting, of course, with, with Palm Sunday or Passion Sunday, and, and depending on how much time we spend with that, maybe looking at the Masses of Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of Holy Week. Um, I just thought it might be interesting, Father, to, to look at the beginning, because we naturally, and rightly so, we tend to, to focus on the, the end of Holy Week, but there's a lot in the beginning, as well, in, in the beginning of it as well, isn't there? Right. Uh, I love Palm Sunday. So, so yeah. So, so why? Why? What, what? What is it about Palm Sunday that you love? You get something at mass. <laughs> Palms, <laughs> presents. Yeah, it's almost Christmas. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like a Hobbit birthday. <laughs> yes, you. We do get palms at mass. Yeah, I mean, come on. So, it, what it else? Make every mass what else? Better? Is 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 that the reason, or do you have other reasons why you like this mass? Well, I mean, it's uh, it, it's a bit more of a of a celebration. I mean, uh, a bit more of a there's there's more action and activity to it. The Palm Sunday procession uh, for the main mass at a church, right? You yeah. Know, and so yep. uh, you might gather outside the church itself, like at the uh, at my little church in White. We gather in the basement, or um, you know, and then you go in. You bless the palms. You go in, and we're, well, I think we'll go into these details, but I just. There's a richness to it. Yeah, and you know, one thing that I'm struck by, Father, and now I, I think many of us recall, um, or for me, I should say, for me, when I think of this Monday, I think usually of, of the, the, the account of the Passion, which will be from Mark's Gospel this year. Um, you know, so therefore, it's, it tends to be a longer Mass because, of, because it's the entire Passion account from Matthew, Mark, or Luke, again, Mark this year. And it's okay um, to sit down if it gets too long. It is. Um, and, and, the, and the unusual way it's done in many, many, uh, parishes. Uh, it's done with a number of speakers, um, the narrator, the voice, uh, the crowd, the people, um, and then the priest um, speaking the words of Jesus. So there's that, but but there's also, as you were just saying, the procession as well. And and so the 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 two names um, that, that that we refer to this this mass by tells us the two dimensions, very different dimensions of the mass. Palm Sunday, which to- points to the procession that we begin mass with, which will, points to the procession of Jesus into Jerusalem, and we'll get to, into that in, in, in a bit. But then also Passion Sunday. It's also called Passion Sunday because we read the the account of Jesus's passion. Um, so the the procession, joyful, triumphant, the passion, uh, obviously more somber and subdued in to- tone, although triumphant in its own way. So just really, I, you know, I, I don't know, really, Father, I, I can't think of another mass. This struck me right now. I can't think of another mass that has uh, such such a dichotomy of mood from, from one part to another. Mm. 
Well, I mean, you could have a procession at like uh, the, um, it's not a Sunday mass, but at uh, the pre- Feast of the Presentation. Sure. There, yeah. 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 But I mean, for, I think, uh, for a regular every Sunday mass, you know, there typically isn't, except for maybe like a Corpus Christi procession if your parish does that. Right. But but going even from the mood, though, the joy of the oh, procession yeah. to the somberness. Hosanna. Yeah. Crucify him. Exactly. Exactly. And in some right there, Hosanna, crucify him. Um, we're, and, and, and we, the people, are, are, are proclaiming both. Right. Right. And because it was the same people in Jerusalem. Exactly. No different than us. Yep. Who uh, themselves yelled Hosanna and then crucify the fan that, the hand that fed us. Exactly. Yeah. So so I just you know it, I I I was as we were preparing for today, Father. I was just the general instruction for the, the Roman Missal, sort of the the, the user's manual for the 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 Missal, uh, the, the the book with the prayers for Mass, describes or begins the description of of this Mass this way. On this day, the Church recalls the entrance of Christ the Lord into Jerusalem to accomplish His Paschal mystery. Accordingly, so right there we see that the entrance of Christ our Lord into Jerusalem. To accomplish his Paschal mystery, so pointing to to what he will do, uh, what we celebrate Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and so on. Accordingly, the memorial of this entrance of the Lord takes place at all masses. So, recalling then how we begin um, with the procession. Um, so, Father, anything about the procession itself, or, or the I don't know the the prayers around it, or the readings and so on. Anything there strike you, or that you want you want to speak to in a particular way? Well, I just, um, I, I really enjoy the prayer or these little words of instruction really is more of what it is. It's an instruction um, of, of before we enter. And, you know, it's dear brethren, since the beginning of Lent until now, we have prepared for our hearts by penance and charitable works. Today, we gather together to herald with the whole church the beginning of the celebration of our Lord's Paschal Mystery. That is to say, of his passion and resurrection. For it was to accomplish this mystery that he entered his own city of Jerusalem. Therefore, with all faith and devotion, let us commemorate the Lord's entry into the city for our salvation, following in his footsteps, so that being made by his grace partakers of the cross, we may have a share also in his resurrection and in his life. Mm. So there's a couple of great things I love about that. And I don't know if you caught them too, but again, it's just kind of mind, you know, this is why we did Lent. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do Lent to lose weight. <laughs> right? Yes. Right. I didn't do late Lent to make myself a, a better man. I did Lent to prepare myself to celebrate uh, the passion and resurrection of Jesus. Right. Um, and that we are to be heralded. We are to be heralds with uh, the whole church of the Paschal Mystery. We're supposed to announce, to declare, to share with others the Paschal Mystery of Jesus Christ. Yes. Why does that? Um, why does that strike you in particular? Can you can you can you name it? <clears throat> well, first of all, I just think about like you know the uh, um, the herald angels at Christmas time, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I also think about when I was a kid, I was like. Why aren't there any Andrew angels? Because <laughs> oh, I, I thought it was Harold. H A R O L D. But tell me, tell me, since you're a dad, your kids have never wondered that. 
Uh, I've never thought that, let alone my kids, as far as I know. <laughs> That's a good one. I will what? remember that going forward. This Christmas, I will remember this. Ruin a Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, but again, that, that we are to be heralds. And that even, and, and, and quite often, I think this prayer might be meant especially for a public procession. Right. Where maybe you go outside the church and maybe even some distance. Typically, uh, His Holiness, the Pope in Rome, will go some distance in his Palm Sunday procession. Yep. Um, so the idea of, of a public heralding that just your participation itself is a herald, is a declaration to this world, to this world in many ways, is still um, under the dominion of Satan and sin. Right, right. Um, to proclaim Jesus Christ is Lord. Right. And as, as it says later in the, and as you rightly note, I guess it's, it's technically, it's not a prayer, it's an instruction. Um, for it was to accomplish this mystery that he entered his own city of Jerusalem. To accomplish the Paschal mystery, he enters into his city. And it's that what you just said there with the, the world being under the dominion of Satan, though, this mm. is, well, really, like the incarnation was the, the beginning of the storming of the beach, but this is somehow, I don't know, that's the same image that comes to mind here, the beginning of the end or, or the, the middle of the beginning of the end or whatever. You, well, because, I mean, he, he enters in claiming the authority of David. Yeah, yes, right. He enters in on a uh, donkey, on an ass's foal. Right. Which I always thought would be the great name for a Christian rock band. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes, okay. yes. Um, uh, and listeners, you're welcome to take that. Just credit. Actually, you got to credit. What was the guy's name from seminary who wanted to use? Anyways, um, there's a guy from the diocese of Green Bay, Wisconsin, but he never became a priest. Good man. Anyways, he had that idea of that for a Christian rock band name. But anyways, so Jesus comes in. You wait so patiently. I'm just waiting for you. Is there a point? So Jesus comes in claiming the authority of David. Now, Jesus has claimed the authority of David at multiple points um, throughout his ministry. For example, when he when he cleanses the temple, he's claiming the authority of David because it was Solomon. Well, first David with the presence uh, in the meeting tent, and then Solomon who had building the, completing the temple, who regulated what sort of worship went on in the presence of the Lord. Right. And so that's why they ask Jesus when he cleanses the temple, they say, by what authority do you do this? You know, they're confirmed to claim that he is this true son of David. And now he's, and the, the other thing, interesting, interesting thing to me about this father's, he, he, he ups it even more because oftentimes, you know, the instant, the incident that you were just talking about, the cleansing of the temple, um, is one of the few times prior to the entrance into Jerusalem when Jesus didn't um, downplay that who he was, the the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. son of David. Uh, so often he, you know, he, he, like people would the, in John six, they 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 wanted to crown him to make him king, and he leaves. He 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 gets away from them because it's not time. But now he's embracing that that identity in in a public way. Um, as he really hadn't done much before other than the cleansing of the temple, embracing, uh, not that he wasn't before, but now he is publicly allowing the crowds to to acknowledge him as 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 the king, the son of David. And so, um, 
and then riding on the donkey is a specific kingly act. Um, and so like they, um, if you read through the story of first and second Samuel, especially like you see when, uh, Absalom rebels against his father, David, one of the things he does is he rides in on the Royal donkey. Right. Yeah. So, um, he's making a very, uh, Royal act, a, a prophetic act in this way of walking in, uh, in the image. And then that, and Jerusalem was David's city. Right. Yes. So there's a little echo there is when we talk about his own city of Jerusalem. Yep. It's my island. Right. Right. Braveheart reference. Sorry, I missed it. That's okay. The the crazy Irish guy. Yeah, uh, don't remember that part. I'm from my island. Oh, you mean Ireland? Yes, it's mine. <laughs> Anything else, Father? In the instruction, you said there are a couple of things. Uh, did we touch both of, <laughs> both of them, or something else? There's something else that. That struck you. Well, also that, that that we're called to faith and devotion. And I think to keep in mind, I just been thinking about this more recently that faith and devotion is something we have to cultivate within ourselves. Mm. You know, sometimes we think we should just feel it or that other things should just evoke us in. And we might feel some faith and devotion with the palms and the walking and the prayers and um but faith is something we have to cultivate on our part. Right, right. Right. It's, it's, uh, the, the, strange, the interesting thing, I was going to say strange thing, the interesting thing about faith is, on the one hand, it's a gift. You know, we, 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 we don't mm, earn faith. Yep. It's a gift given to us. And yet, once it's given, we have a part to play in it. it as you were just saying, we, we do need to cultivate this gift once we've been given it. Right. So it's, it's both gift and action. Right, right. Right. And and so by the way we we handle ourselves and it should be a launching of a week of faith and devotion. Right, right. Again, this is sort of reaching the climax, the pinnacle of the whole liturgical year, really. Um this is this is this is the heart of it, uh, leading up to the Triduum, but it it begins, of course, with with the, the Palm Sunday Passion Sunday Mass. Right. Right. It, it all comes here. Father, anything else about the instruction or the procession that uh, you think would be good to comment on? Uh, just remember, your palms are blessed. Right. So, therefore, don't do what? Throw them in the, don't throw them in the trash. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what should I? No, that's a, that's a good point, though. I think you know we, we might not realize that that we ought not just discard uh, blessed objects that way. So, what should we do with them? Uh, you can burn them so they will not be misused. You could bury them. Yeah. So they would not be misused. Yep. 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 So um, we, we do have the God. One of the other, other interesting things to me, Father, about the procession is there. there's a gospel reading at the beginning of Mass. Even before yes. the opening prayer of the Mass, we've got this gospel reading commemorating the Jesus's entry. So the, the, one of the curious things about the Palm Sunday Mass as well. And can I just mention some insider pool here? Please. Some insider. Some, so I really am so grateful that with the new uh, Roman Missal, that this gospel is in the missile. Oh. You used to have to take like two books back for your procession. <laughs> now I just need one book. So thank you, Roman Missile. So, I love the Roman Missile in many ways, in every way. Uh, I don't think there's anything I don't love about it, except for the size of the one that I bought. It's a little big. But anyways. Because, because and, and just to clarify here, um, Typically, the, the the other readings for mass are usually found in the lectionary, right? They're not found. They're not all in the missal, right? 
Correct, correct. You are, you are correct. But this time they are, so there's only one book to lug, lug around to the back of church. Well, I mean, the, the rest of the meetings readings for the Mass are in the separate book, but... Yeah. Yes, okay. So then, so we go from there again, that, 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 that sense of joy and, and <coughs> triumph and so on, but then move uh, through the, the rest of the Mass coming to the, the, uh, the, the reading, the, uh, the account of Mark's account uh, this year of the Passion of Jesus. So uh, again, a, a very lengthy reading. I mean, this, this, is, that, this is the incident from the, the Lord's Supper, the Last Supper, um, th- through the rest of the Gospels in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, for that matter, that takes up the, the largest chunk, um, especially the synoptics. Matthew, Mark, and Luke spend not the majority of their Gospels, but, but a, a sizable chunk of their Gospels talking about the 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 last literally last couple days of Jesus's public life. There, that that, that culmination, the talos, the end, the point of his ministry. Right. It has all led to this. So we have we have this lengthy gospel uh, reading. Then, as I said earlier, that that we we do a little bit differently. If I, and Father, have you ever? I, I, is this um, I, my recollection when I when I lived in in Rome? I don't think it was it was done this way. Um, but it, it, do you any idea of this something uh, permission that's given specifically to dioceses in the United States, or is it done elsewhere in the world? I I, I don't know. Do you have any idea if if other other places do it the way that we do with the bit of the, the, the different people who are literally reading the the account I could consult Google uh, don't, don't worry I was just I, I hadn't thought about that before but um, everywhere have you been anywhere in this country where it's not done that way where it's done in the the, the more regular fashion or in my experience I think every time I've been to Palm Sunday mass it's always done in this unique way oh that's that's my universal experience of it. yeah so, so anything about the uh, the passion account that that you think we should point out, or should we move on from there? Um. Well, I think well, maybe one thing to remember: why do we have this now and have it on Good Friday? Remember, Good Friday is a day of devotion, not a day of obligation. Yeah, I think I mean certainly many Catholics who are able to try to get to uh, the Good Friday liturgy as well, but. Um, but but it's not obligatory, and so if you can't, this is this is the one obligatory mass at which the passion is is read. And again, it's it, Good Friday is always from John. It's John's account, where Sunday, Palm Sunday, is Matthew, Mark, or Luke, depending on the liturgical year. Correct. So um, we've got a few more minutes, Father. So let's let's touch a little bit on um, the the masses of of the beginning of Holy Week again. I think especially you know Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of Holy Week. It's e- it's easy to overlook them. Um, obviously, we, li- we live them, but but they're the the masses are for essentially normal, if you will, um, like any other Lenten mass, uh, daily mass. But there are a few <laughs> key things. They're still building up, right? They're still building up to uh, what we're going to be celebrating during the Triduum. Right, and so um, the readings will kind of move in that direction of preparing us for the Triduum. So Monday, for instance, the gospel um, we have from John's gospel, chapter twelve, um, the anointing um, of of Jesus' feet by by Mary at Bethany. Um, anything in here, Father, that you that you want to highlight? Oh, I think just the the notion that Jesus Himself gives that this was an act of of love and faith and honoring Him uh, in a prophetic action, an advancement of His death and burial. 
Right, right. So it's already anticipating, uh, in a sense, what is to come. Yep. Um, then Tuesday of Holy Week, um, we, we have uh, one of the, I, I think it's... Um, it's not John's account. I think I think John's account is Wednesday, but uh, one of the accounts from the Last Supper where we have uh, Judas leaving, um, and then Peter making his promises, his pledge to to he'll he'll never abandon Jesus. And of course, Jesus saying, "You know, before the cock crow three times, you'll have denied me." Um, and 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 that tension in who Peter is, um, the, the the man who denied Jesus, the man who promised he wouldn't, and then the man who repented and ultimately died for him. And so that mean that that Peter is uh, that a first pope is a failure, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then again, so is every other apostle. Yep. And even Mary Magdalene. Yep. Yep. Because they were all like, "He's dead. It's the third day, but he's dead." And I've totally forgotten about him predicting, or I'm totally ignoring that he's predicted that he would rise on the third day. So I'm going to go and anoint his dead body in the tomb for burial because he's dead, and no one ever comes back from the dead. Am I right? Uh, pretty much that's what i hear yeah so yeah so that scandal of 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 who peter is 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 just part of that's the reality of of all of us uh, church leaders yeah. down to the every ordinary joe jane christian catholic uh matt marr the uh catholic uh christian popular musician just released a uh, album called saints and sinners yeah by the way, he you know, will be performing at the Legacy event uh, this August, Father. I'm excited to, nice about that. Nice plug. Nice Thank plug. you very much. <laughs> so, uh, Wednesday of Holy Week, then, uh, Father, this is, uh, well, you're, you're the one who reminded me, this has a, a traditional name to it, this, this, this Wednesday of Holy Week. Spy Wednesday. Spy Wednesday, because? You should watch Tom Clancy movies. Yes. I love Red October. <laughs> well, no, why? Come on. Time is short. What's the truth? Because Judas goes uh, and seeks, you know, how much money will you give me if I betray him? Exactly. Yep. He becomes a spy. Yep. So um, all leading us up to then the celebration of, of Holy Week. Father, we've got a, a little over half a minute left. Any, any preparatory thoughts for us as we, as we enter into Holy Week? It's called Holy Week, but you should make it a Holy Week. Okay. By your actions, by your devotion, by your faith, by your prayer, by your taking advantage of the sacrament of confession and daily masses, make it a holy week. Amen. Yeah. Yeah, to the best you can, if your schedule allows, try to make all the liturgies you can. They're beautiful liturgies. I have friends who, this is some of their, for for many of us, it's, 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 it's our favorite time of the year. It's such a beautiful, moving time. I love it a lot. Um, and of course, if, but as we said, Thursday, Friday, they're not obligatory. The Easter vigil, we've talked about that before. Um, all of them, beautiful masses get to whatever you can. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org or tweet to us sfdiocese hashtag ignition with any thoughts, questions, or topics for future episodes. Until next time, dear listeners, may almighty God bless you all the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.